are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mr. Horowitz. <laughs> 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 what am I hoover now? Yuckety-yuck, McMannequin. The British Bulldog is part of the new generation. You may all bow before the and the World Wrestling Federation. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review as the other Cultaholic lads recover from the ethically fresh crown jewel. We are here via our Ica Pro Power DeLorean somewhere whilst ethically fresh is fresh in no other department. We are talking about Monday Night Raw from the mid-90s. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio tom campbell with the mulligan to my o'hare only jackkins in it from <laughs> carholic.com hi it's um, did you have a nice week off yeah i did you know yeah what did you do well right i'm gonna ignore everything good that happened and tell you <laughs> that's always a good start grumpy jackkins in the most merseyside thing of all time i was back home for less than 48 hours and in that time i saw jimmy corkill walk in the streets <gasps> of liverpool <laughs> National treasure, Jimmy Corkill. I turned to Sean, I was like, Sean's Jimmy Corkill? And she was like, what's he doing in H&M? And I was like, for those off of America, who's Jimmy Corkill? So, America, our American friends may know of cultural institutions over here, such as Coronation Street and EastEnders. In the 80s and 90s, there was a soap opera set in Liverpool called Brookside. Mm. And it was berserk at the best of times <laughs> and the main character was jimmy corkill he was this weird kind of he just wandered around kind of like the people's poet yeah taking lots of drugs and being very strange wasn't there a story in brookside where somebody had killed a lot of people and the bodies were under the patio yeah that was in there was there did a plane crash into brookside no, it was Emmerdale. That's Emmerdale, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There was an armed siege in Brookside. Armed siege. <laughs> I remember there was an armed siege in Brookie. Brookside was... And, and then it just sort of... It ended when everyone just moved away. Yeah. And they sort of, the street became derelict. Yeah. It's the saddest end. It was... A very Merseyside end. It, it, yeah, it was, actually. <laughs> Thatcher! <laughs> it was Thatcher's fault! So, who, so, so you saw Jimmy Corkill. Just, so, what was he doing? Where was he going? He was just in H&M. Amazing. <laughs> I was buying some candles. Well, did was... you say hello, Jimmy Corker? I see. No, I just kind of went, oh, there's, there's Jimmy. Do you never say hello to people like that have a fame? No. The have a fame? No. <laughs> I, I, um, well, I, one of the very few times I've been in Liverpool, I had a little celebrity sighting, right? He's no longer with us now. Um, but I was on the way back from the from a pub in Liverpool and standing outside the casino having a cigarette, David Guest. I was once having an argument on my phone outside a club and I had to break mid midway because I was like, oh, hang on, David Guest just turned up with a prostitute. No way! <laughs> oh my God! What if it was the same night? Possibly. He just, he just used to walk up and down the street saying hello to all the bouncers. Oh, that's amazing. I, just, I said to him, I said, are you having a good night, David? 
And he went, I'm having a wonderful night. What a guy. The guy's ace. That's David Guest. <laughs> just, just chilling. What yeah. a man. So, he, so he's a, he, he, he visits Liverpool quite a bit then. He used to. Well, he did. Yeah. Obviously, he's dead now. But. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure what it was. But I, obviously, he was doing some promoting for some old... Um, Soul acts and so, uh, so himself, basically, yeah. <laughs> but he, he, used, he still used to concert promote. But I think there was just something about Liverpool that he was just like, I'm gonna walk around with yeah. a big fair coat and just not give a shit. There's something deeply, wonderfully ironic about the fact that the last tour he was promoting was the David Guest is Not Dead tour, ah. and he died as the tour was getting underway. Pathetic, isn't it? It is a bit. <laughs> it is, I think that's how I'd want to go. Like the I'm Still Standing tour, he died halfway through. I was going to say, I, I do have a um, a correction to make as well, talking Merseyside news. Oh, a correction and clarification. Mm-hmm. I've heard from my, my good friend Timo. Okay. and uh, So Tim, okay, so yeah. we, we told a great story last week about Timo. He so. said, uh, he said, I've just got around to listening to the podcast. It was great fun. But I'd like but, you to clarify, mm-hmm. it was 43 chicken nuggets that he ate, and he went into the challenge with the shit. <laughs> he, I can't have my name dragged through the mud. So, <laughs> no, his feet, apparently, that day. So there you go, Timo. <laughs> well, do you know what? Surely, going in with the shit, would that not help progress? You'd think. You'd think it'd be more of a, 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 a system. Yeah. The sister body would be working in your favour, you know. You should have left making it. room. <laughs> should have left it there, Timo. Now you just got excuses. <laughs> I can't wait for more Timo anecdotes <laughs> to appear on the Classic Raw Review. I yeah. think that's why people want to listen to a podcast about mid-1995 to hear what Timo has been doing. Yeah. I want more Timo <laughs> anecdotes, please. But so, so you had a nice week back, back in the motherland. I did. How, how was your week it without was, me? Missed you loads. Yeah. It, was, it was very quiet in the office. It was only slightly <laughs> offensive, more so than normal. Good. Well, I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> we've we've started photoshopping Aiden's head onto the onto dictators from history. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why that's a thing that's become a thing. See, I'm not there for a week, and it turns into <laughs> turns into totalitarianism. It's kind of how we do, isn't it? It's kind of how we do. I'm glad that we're doing this today um, because. I believe you are especially grumpy. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> the f- fucking metro. <laughs> not the newspaper. No, not the newspaper. The uh, the the train system in the northeast. What's your issue with the time? So, and we are metro. Today, <laughs> today I usually start at eight, but with things that are going on, it was like, oh, I'm coming at nine instead. I was like, okay. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll By things going on, like we're doing late coverage for like Crown Jewel. So a lot of people yeah. are working a bit later than normal, aren't yeah. they? Well, on, the, on the day of recording, that's why some people are in later than normal. I wasn't I wasn't sure if we were gonna show how the sausage is made. So yeah, you oh, s- I always get my sausage out for this. Oof. It's fine. Yeah, we're recording this just we're recording this hours before Crown Jewel. So because there was no dynamite last night, I didn't have to come in early to do the recap. So I thought I'll come in at nine. Been a very weird week for sort of like cause a lot of jobs that we'd normally do. Like, either the shows aren't on, or they've been mm. done, or like, I kind of got to, I had like half an hour for this, so I went, i got nothing to do until one yeah. o'clock, I'm just going to make work for myself. Do you need Crown Jewel, innit? Crown Jewel day, innit? Need to go into overdrive. Ethically so, special Crown Jewel. So I thought I'd have a lie-in this morning, but uh, my cat Louie decided not to let me by standing on my face. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, Louie, come on, he's been better recently. <laughs> have, I, we, have we talked to <laughs> Oh, yeah. Have we talked about Louis on the podcast? I don't think we I have. I don't think we have. <laughs> he, he, he's a very, he's a gorgeous cat. He's a lovely cat, Louis. He's, he's a ragdoll cat, though, and as a pedigree cat, he's definitely been inbred. So he doesn't have a clue what's going on. And he doesn't meow, he just goes... <laughs> Your word, this is from a few weeks ago, you came in, you said I woke up... <laughs> The cat was screaming. He was. <laughs> ah! We've got two cats. And there's Poppy who just <laughs> chirps and speaks to you. She goes. Bruh, bruh, bruh. A normal cat. Yeah. She just sleeps there, no fuss. And then you got Louie. He just like stands there, looking shell shocked, screaming. <laughs> but he's been better recently, but still woke me up. The one morning when you said you woke up early because he was shouting, he, he was making himself sick. He was. Just go on. <laughs> He's Louis amazing. I, I, I just stand there now looking at him, just going, You're your own worst enemy. Stop it. I love the idea of this cat screaming, sick running down his face, and you just going, The fuck you doing? He's, he's a knobhead. I love him, but he's a fucking knobhead. 
love Louis. Oh. So, so he woke me up this morning, but I was in a good mood. Like, okay. How does he wake you up this morning? He, well, he was he, he's lying on the bed. He was all right, but then he he, he got up and he, he stood on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so in my in my burning dead in my sleep, I kind of I e Honda palm strike him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And I felt sorry for I was like, oh, sorry, mate. It's just because you stood on my face and woke me up. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and then I left I left the house at five past eight for the for the metro. Yeah. And the fucker didn't turn up. So I had to get it from the other side and go around the houses. And it didn't turn up. And then I missed my stop. And then I, 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 oh. I was about 40 minutes later. So, so you had because because if you miss the one, then you have got there's like an elongated route yeah. on the metro that you take. And annoyingly, they said, like, came over the... The Tannoy, I know that's the brand name, but still. It came over the... Public t- address system. It, it came over the public address system. Public address system. Uh, it was just like, oh, yeah, there's no trains. Get the number one bus. I've never had to get the bus from mine. I don't know where the <laughs> fuck it stops. I don't know where I'm getting it to. I was just like, that's no help. What an adventure. Yeah, so... You know. <laughs> and, then, and then I remembered what episode of Raw we were talking about, and I was like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> oh. You know what? We'll we'll get into it. This is a this now this episode. This I don't think in the years that we've done the classic raw review, we've covered an episode that is almost that is is oh, this an exaggeration? Morally bankrupt as <laughs> as this particular one. I don't think we have. I'm excited for it. So what's going to happen is. Um, I'm going to talk you through this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before that, mm. uh, our boy Jackins from coldaholic.com has, has combed through the internet and the notes from Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer to see what was happening in the wrestling world this week. Well, actually, before we even do that, mm. we need your tidbits from this, uh, this week in 95. Well, I would be if I haven't got them. He hasn't got them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't prepped them. <laughs> So let's pretend that I did them, and let's go over to Jack, and they'll be back next week. Yep. So yeah. Oh, that is that is my favourite movie. I'm glad that was number one. Oh, oh mate, yeah. same. Yeah. I knew I'd forgot something. <laughs> Sat there for half an hour like a lemon. Gonna got nothing to do. Again, it was last week's podcast. I was listening back to it, thinking, "Fuck me!" I just churned on all the stuff from Dave. There's only four stories this week, but the first one is a chunky one. Oh, bring on the chunky boy! So it's it's bring not, on the chungus. It's it's not the most interesting, but it is important. So bear with me, <laughs> listeners and That's, viewers. Sounds like most of the post that I get, yeah. especially the one that says "final demand." <laughs> Dear Mr. Campbell, no. Um, <laughs> so Vince McMahon recently in October 1995, uh, this is from the newsletter dated October the 9th, uh, Vince McMahon announced at a meeting of all WWF wrestlers prior to In Your House 3 that Bill Watts would be taking a larger share of responsibility for the creative end of the wrestling. Mm. Uh, the meeting was described as anti-WCW-oriented. Uh, McMahon was mainly talking about the Monday night head-to-head, telling wrestlers WF isn't interested in running live shows weekly, and that this season they would adopt a Melrose Place attitude towards the taped Raw segments by teasing at the end of each show highlights of next week's episode. Yeah, they started doing that, and it's interesting that they now bring that up in meetings, because I've, I've never seen them do that before or since. No. Interesting approach. It shatters the illusion that it's organic doesn't it yeah but then like i can you know what if you remove yourself from the product from what you're selling you, i kind of see the merit yeah. in it yeah. if you've got a really hot bit from the match like there's a bit which they use on this one to promote the main event um then it's a good idea but then that's if you've got a particularly hot bit yeah if you haven't then there's no point um where am i i've lost your place now sorry about that's that. all right it's all right <laughs> but yeah no i do agree with you in terms of but that, that's why we've got the internet now. They will, you know, really release a couple of crumbs or a couple of tidbits. So True. it was just the, the, the 90s equivalent. Um, so in this meeting, Vin, Vinnie Mac said he would be spending more time in his role as a corporate executive and that Watts would take over many of his duties when it came to creative aspects. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, although Watts gained a horrible reputation after his tenure with WCW a few years removed, up until this point there had been no discontent amongst WWF wrestlers, at least to any major degree, about Watts since he'd arrived. Uh, creative changes would include a more soap opera-ish look to the television shows and major pushes for a black baby face brackets in this case Ahmed Johnson 
and possibly another title reign for Bret Hart. Hang on, push for black wrestlers, i.e. a title push for Bret Hart. Yeah, just... I imagine they're not connected. No, 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 no. Dave Meltzer sometimes writes as jazz happens. Yeah. He just heard pink and black attack and thought, oh, right, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, McMahon blasted WCW. Remember, kids, they're not competition properly at this point. No. 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 Uh, he said that the going on Monday nights uh, with Nitro, it wasn't good business. It, they could have put their show on a Wednesday or a Thursday and had the night to themselves. Uh, but they showed that it's more important to them to hit the raw ratings than draw big numbers themselves. Mm. Uh, and Watts himself was prophetic, saying... He blamed his largely unsuccessful tenure in WCW on the corporate structure, which didn't understand wrestling, and said with the Time Warner merger, Turner would become a minority partner in the business, give him as much say-so in the janitor, and he would not be surprised to see TBS drop wrestling altogether. Talking bollocks, Bill. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you know, Cowboy Bill Watts? Hey, <laughs> hey why don't you tell me that off the top rope? Oh, wait, we can't do that anymore! Yeah. Cowboys, 1995. Yeah, yeah we'll never work. Throw you over the top rope for a DQ, mate. So... <laughs> It's <laughs> not a weird rule. Uh, a discussion led to what would happen if WCW were to go out of business, and McMahon gave the impression he didn't care for the talent. Uh, he's particularly negative towards Hulk Hogan, but he did say, uh, he did have uh, positive comments about Sting, Brian Pillman, and Harlem Heat. Oh, okay. So, mm. I mean, it would take a good couple of decades, but yeah. all of those would come to fruition, with yeah. the exception of Stevie Ray. Well, Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie. I'll always love the slapjack. <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, Clip that bit. <laughs> Take it out of context. Take it. Take it. Run with it. Run with it. Send Do what it to, you want. Send it to Stevie Ray. Yeah. He'd love it. He'd love a slapjack. Oh. Okay. So, but that's but there's yeah. a lot to lot to digest there. But really, really yeah. interesting. Bill Watts coming in as somebody to run the business. Vince will never release the business end. No, Truly, no, no. Um, I think obviously, it, and it's funny how Vince doesn't see AEW in a, as a threat like a year on. Yeah. Whereas, like, we're just like two, three weeks into Nitro, and Vince has gone right. This is they're fucking idiots. I hate them. I always think it's weird that Vince hates wrestling. But during the steroid trials, like Jerry Jarrett was running the show, and now he's got Bill Watson, so he, he must have some stock and some merit in that way. I thinking. can't help but think it's a decision that Vince hasn't made. Rather, somebody around Vince has yeah. said, we've got this guy to do it, and Vince has gone, oh, okay, pal, sure. Yeah. You know, there's a few times where Vince has let the veil slip that he's not completely, like, overseeing every aspect yeah. of it. On the SmackDown review, we did this the other week where... Um, Ravens now in on uh, on WWF television, and Vince apparently walked into a meeting, having seen him backstage, and just went, "Who the fuck hired Raven?" <laughs> so, which suggests that Vince might not be completely <laughs> on uh, over overall all things yeah. at this point. Uh, and uh, the, the Bill Watts line about, "Hey, they'll get rid of wrestling from TBS soon enough." It'll take some time, um, but give it five years, give it half a decade, and we'll get there. We'll get there. A couple of a couple of other sprinkles of uh, wrestle news. The uh, Akira Hokuto and Kensuke Sasaki got married, Aww. which is, it's one of my favorite wrestling stories ever. They only properly met at the Collision and Korea shows. They got engaged on their first date and married a month later. Oh, they're like Mad About You, the sitcom, but in, in the Japanese wrestling world. But X-rated, because apparently the night they decided they were into each other, their shagging was so loud it woke up the entire hotel and apparently the police were called. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Good lads. They're still married today, and that's the best thing about still it. Still shagging really loud. Yeah. Good. I love that. I yeah. love that a lot. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Happy wedding day. Uh, Covering all bases. <laughs> happy birthday. Wrestle and Romance, W-A-R, they Whoa. folded. No! To be replaced by Wrestle Association R, War. Oh, that's fine then. Uh, Doc. <laughs> Whew! Dr. Luther and Chris Jericho are set for their first tour. Whoa, look at that. Isn't that funny? And the last piece this week, uh, this is in Dave Meltzer's words. Mm -hmm. Terry Funk, his plans right now are not to wrestle, with the exception of doing one week in, for IWA in Japan for the rest of the year so he can rest up. At the age of 51, he's talking about this being the time to finally give it up. Forever, forever, forever. Forever. Never. <laughs> He'd wrestle for ECW in November. <laughs> <laughs> Forever! 
Forever! Oh, Terry. So those are the notes for this week. Yeah. Some nice things. I like that. Um, let's head over to this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. The results are in, by the way, for last week's head-to-head. Go on. Raw versus Nitro. Uh, Raw pulling in. This was the pre-taped Raw that pulled a 1.9. Is it pre-taped last week? No, it was live last week. Live, yeah. live Raw last week, 1.9. Mm. Nitro, 2.7. Mm. So Nitro picking up another win there. What so hap- they they bounce back and forth. What on happened on Nitro last I week? I haven't watched the next Nitro yet. Sausage being made. Sausage being made. <laughs> Sausage being made. But we do know that we're going to have a promo from Hogan, mm. and we are building to Halloween Havoc 1995. Oof. Machine versus machine. Oh, no, really? Yes. Oh. And, oh, yeah, next week we have got, I remember because we talked about it, uh, we've got Randy Savage versus Lex Luger. Oh. And Lex Luger's WCW World title shot is on the line. Yeah. And if... Uh, if Luger loses, then he is out of the company. Ooh. He's gone forever. So that's that's what's happening on Nitro. That's probably why you know they'll do all right from that. Yeah. Um, and the rating, the other bit of ratings news. Uh, a good night for WWF on Fox. They aired two matches from WrestleMania in a relatively prime time position on the weekend. Drew three point eight million. Jesus, not there you bad. Go. Just, 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 you know, just, uh, you know, making money from old rope. Yeah. Just chuck out some old WrestleMania matches. Happy days. We had a Superstars taping just the other day, uh, which has got some a few a few tidbits from that as we get into Raw. Uh, Goldust has made uh, a, a few more appearances. So we've had Goldust appearing on house shows. And he's been generally getting cheered because they did house shows in Florida. It's like Dusty Rhodes country. Yeah. So they're like, well, it's not what we want. But he's, uh, he's getting the right reaction on bad on, on television, on superstars. Uh, he's been using the heart punch with a loaded glove as a finish. Ooh. I don't know if that'll make it all the way. But he's beat Savio Vega on superstars. Yeah. So, and, and they really got behind Savio. So that's a nice little nod. Yeah, definitely. It's either a nod for Goldust or a, or a demotion for Savio. Um. Blue, the Blues Brothers have gave their notice at the Superstars tapings. Thank fuck. So they're, <laughs> so they're away. We're down a team. Um, <laughs> we also saw Waylon Mercy and Diesel have a match for Superstars in which Waylon Mercy won by countout. Well. So Diesel's happy to lose by countout to Mercy, but not PCO. <laughs> fuck him. You lose to Mercy, though. You lose to Dan Spivey. <laughs> Waylon Mercy was like, oh, I'll do the job anyway, but not, not the Everglades, no. <laughs> so that was Superstars uh, the other week in, in, in Indiana. Uh, meanwhile, Monday Night Raw this week, Vince and Jerry Lawler are ringside. We forgo the Raw intro, no theme music, no nope. nothing, straight in. And I feel like things like that are... WWE reacting, WWF reacting to WCW. Like, we've got to get into the action as quick yeah. as we can. Uh, and we do. One, two, three, Kid versus Razor Ramon. Third time round. Uh, they recap Razor and Kid's history from 1993 to their recent match and their shenanigans with Dean Douglas. Uh, Jerry Lawler apparently has the intel that Dean Douglas is around and Ted DiBiase has been chatting to the one, two, three, Kid backstage. Mm. So that's hinted at here. Let's crack on with the match. Uh, Ramon and Kidd are going back and forth. Dean Douglas heads ringside. He makes a couple of notes and then leaves. So he's nearby. Oh, mysterious. Uh, Kid, Kid's got a bit of a heel edge to him in this. Did you pick this up? Yeah, he was working. If you if if you want to frame him as a babyface, he was determined. If you want to frame him as a heel, he was aggressive. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. He was, you know, 99% of the crowd would have said he was aggressive because yeah. they were very pro-Razor, this crowd. Uh, the finish comes out of nowhere, or so we think, uh, as Kid misses a spinning wheel kick and Ramon lands a lariat, of all things, for the three. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where I went, oh, is somebody buggered up there? Like, yeah. That seems like a weird, sudden finish. So what then happens is, Kid gets back up moments later. <clears throat> After the three's gone down, the music's played, the hand's been raised. Kid slaps Razor Ramon, and they just begin what Vince calls the match after the match. They just start the match again. No conversation, no agreement, nothing over the ring announcer's microphone. The ref just starts yeah. refing again. We go to a break, and we come back, and they're just wrestling. Like, nothing happens. It was very bizarre, this. Really weird. So during the break, we find out 
that Razor Ramon caught one, two, three, kid with a power bomb off the top. Got another three count. Okay. But then kid gets back up and they stop. This is the equivalent of, you know, when you're a kid. Yeah. And you're playing like you're playing Warzone. You're playing Wars. Not Warzone for the for the, <laughs> for the BS1. Like you're playing army soldiers or something in yeah, the playground. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the one kid that's got the fake gun and he's going, Aah! and you're going, it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. <laughs> that's what's happening here. Because kid keeps getting up and the match just keeps restarting. Um, Razor eventually, Razor um, go, hits a back superplex, goes for the Razor's edge, and kid's done. Kid's paggered. He's, he's barely, like, in position for the razor's edge. And Ramon decides... Because Vince is there going, you're going to kill him. I don't think you kill him. No. But Ramon instead decides to, to to pick him up, stand him upright, and then do a small package and gets the one, two, three. And and then so that's and then the match seems to end proper. Ref hat raises the hand of Ramon. Razor helps the one, two, three kid up, who goes for a schoolboy. <laughs> two and a half. Razor kicks out and goes, ah, <laughs> nearly. Kid, beaten now mentally, insists that Razor Ramon hit him with the Razor's hedge. <laughs> Kid, me to death with your kind boots. And <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fancy Men. And then Ramon just says, look, I'll just give you a handshake. And they're all friends at the end. Uh-huh. Jackins, what the fuck? I fucking hated this. <laughs> It didn't make any sense. It's so weird. Uh, what were the crowd thinking? Because they were just like, right, okay, Tim White's calling the action. It was the fact that it just kept going. I was like, okay, this is strange. But like you said, after the music had played and everything, and he went for a, a schoolboy, and Tim White's counting it. It's like, do your fucking job. Yeah. Where's Gorilla Monsoon? Get some law and order. This was oh, it really, really annoyed me, this, because it, it was I just I know Vince strange. hates wrestling, but like, give us some semblance of rules. Yeah. If there's a t- look, if this was like okay, the only way you get away with this nowadays, if it was for the twenty four seven title or the hardcore, yeah, title, yeah, you could do all that bollocks. But this was just a regular match, yeah, where it was just like the the pins went down, but then they carried on. Had there been an announcement over the tannoy, yeah, had it like they because like this isn't the first time they've done that whole hey the match is over let's restart. But you get the heel on the mic or the babyface on the mic going all right, I'll give you another go, let's yeah. do it again. And then you carry it on. But no communication to the crowd outside of Vince going, well, I guess the match is happening again. Well, after the the first fall, I've got here on my notes, it was like um, after the first fall, the big clothesline, kids slapped him and they started wrestling. And I just put, was this a fucked finish? I thought yeah. at first that it was just like, oh shit, he's not kicked out. Because Vince always says about his refs, call the action as if it was a real match. Yeah, I thought maybe they were... Maybe they, maybe they just they they won't get, but then they they kept doing it, mm. which made me think this was the creative. What did you think about this? Baffled. It was weird, wasn't it? Really baffled. If anyone at home is listening, though, I, I <laughs> the, the main note I've made of this at the four minutes and fifty nine mark, it sounded like there was either a frog or Jerry Lawler burped. So can someone please let us know? <laughs> Don't bother watching the rest of the match because it's stupid. I but think let he us might have made a that. noise with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what... Like, like Melchior from Blackadder. <laughs> <laughs> he's Louis. He's my cat. My cat is Jerry Lawler. <laughs> what do we think, Louis? I <laughs> love Louis. <laughs> you bring Louis in, I bring Pablo in. They can have a play date while we do the classic. Oh, Pablo here. would kick the shit out of him. I don't know if Pablo would. I think Pablo... I don't, mind you... We think Pablo might be... Because uh, we, we've told you the idea of getting another cat. Because mm. we worry, like, is Pablo lonely on his own all day? I, Alex thinks he might be... I don't think he gives a fuck. Um, because, like, when... If if, I, if I'm awake in the morning... Like, he'll come wake me up in the morning because he's hungry. And then if I come in in the afternoon, he'll be, he'll be stood by the door. But as soon as I walk through the door, he's off. Yeah. And he'll sit there, look at me. When I go to give him some fuss, he'll walk off. <laughs> he's one of them where he's just like, I'm not lonely and I don't want you to be around me. I just kind of want, I want you to want to give me some fuss. Yeah. I want you to want to give me some attention. I don't want the attention, but I just want you to always want to give me attention. Well, that's little prick. <laughs> that's why we got Louie, because we adopted Poppy, who was a little former street cat, much mm. like Pablo. And we thought, oh, she must be lonely and bored. No, she was just thinking, I don't live on the street anymore. Warm, oh. fume and bored. This is <laughs> it. This is what I think Pablo, like I said to Alex, like, you know, he, he used to freaking root through bins to get yeah. food. Like he gets food delivered to him around the clock. 
Like he's got access to food all the time. He gets like one of us is there for most of the day. Yeah. He's warm. He's got multiple places he can sleep and hide. Yeah. Like he's great. And, and and he likes being high up. He's got like we've got like shelves that nearly touch the ceiling. He loves climbing up there. <laughs> sitting over there like the king of all he purveys. Like ah peasants. He loves it. <laughs> he's got a lot of shit he can knock off the shelves as well and cause us mischief. We used to have some Lego Harry Potter stuff up there. We've had to take it down because he just keeps going, oh, that's nice. Fuck off. Fuck you, Hedwig. Fuck you, Hedwig. <laughs> Where you go, fuck you, Hedwig. He hates them, so we had to take them all down. But yeah, I think like like Poppy, like he's just like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just, I'm happy. I, I look for, I, but since Alex has said, oh, I hope he's all right, I look for signs that he's miserable because there's yeah. a whole thing of like things to look for in your cat if they're sad, like they're destructive, they're loud, uh, they're needy. No, he's none of them. Like no. he's not destructive. Like he's he, he meows when you walk in. As he, he did announce himself last night, which was quite fun. <laughs> as he walked into the living room, he went, meow, almost musically. And I was like, you get yourself a little fun as you walk in now. Yeah, little chicken. He loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Arrives King Pablo. (laughs) I loved it. He announced himself as he came in. (laughs) And then did a big stretch like he was bowing to the world. God love him. He'd make a great entrance for a wrestler. Vince and Lawler run down the In Your House 4 card. Diesel, this is why you're here. This is not... Okay, look, if you're listening to this, this is free. Yeah. Right? This is free. You're not paying for this. Diesel and British Bulldog, Michaels and Dean Douglas, Undertaker and Mabel, and the debut on television of Goldust against Marty Jannetty. That's your In Your House 4 card. Mm. How are we feeling about In Your House 4? It sounds all right. Goldust, Marty Jannetty is probably going to be... Yeah, quite, be quite banger. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think Marty will will make Goldust look very, very good. Yeah. Not that Dustin Rhodes does need to look good. I think he's a sound performer, but it's obviously a new character. Yeah, you want to get over that that thing. I'm looking forward to watching it. We will do a watch along for that when we get there. We'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a soundtrack for it. We'll, we'll we'll try and talk more about the wrestling this time, as opposed will to will we bollocks? <laughs> will we bollocks? Most messages I got about our watch along was just enjoyed listening to you lads having a chat. <laughs> I know two people that listen to it without watching along. They just, I just, one bloke said, I just had a long train journey and I just had you guys on. I wasn't watching the pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's like I was sat with you. I was there. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's a service. <laughs> Barry Horowitz takes on Hannah Hurst Helmsley. Uh, Barry has theme music now. He's won some. He's won some matches. He's a real boy. <laughs> he has a '90s version of Hava Nagila, which oh, is brilliant. the which is the Jewish national anthem, and it's like a proper like '90s bop in it. Yeah, uh, Hava Nagila, by the way, composed in 1918 to celebrate British victory over the Ottomans. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the crowd are chanting Barry as well. Yeah, I was laughing at that. <laughs> Barry, 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 Barry. I love the name Barry. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I want more stars called Barry, Vince, you coward. Uh, Barry's got a lot going on at the moment. He's got music. He's got custom taunts. Yeah. He's celebrating the victory over the Ottomans. Uh, crowd love him. Right. This is, you know what, when you see these things, you think, is this a a promotion for this guy or is this a demotion for that yeah. guy? Barry Horowitz on the Superstar tapings is teaming with Harkushi. Mm. Uh, they formed a team that beat Skip and Rad Radford, uh, who are also becoming a team. The Rad Radford thing will change, but certainly there will be a Body Donna's team very yeah. soon. Um, they've also started airing comedy segments in Bunny Rabbit Ears where Horowitz attempts to teach Hakushi about America oh. with Hakushi doing the the whole, I don't understand anything in this part of the world. <laughs> What's this cutlery? I don't know. <laughs> Christ. Uh, it's, they did similar things. Uh, Jim Cordette, apparently, according to Dave, did similar things in 1990 to try and turn the great Muta baby face <laughs> It's just, and do you know what's, do you know what really, really, it's like, it's the whole, like, East versus West odd couples tag team. They did it in NXT this year. Yeah. And they had Yusha Rai and Zoe Stark going for sushi, but reversed with Zoe going, what's a sushi? Give me a hamburger. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Uncultured hicks. There's a yo in every town in the United Kingdom now. Come on. At the very least, there's a yo. <laughs> I like a yo. <laughs> it's the McDonald's of the sushi world, admittedly. 
I like it. I just like the fun of it going around on a conveyor belt. Oh, it's just give me wimpy any day, good old <laughs> Give me a wimpy, damn good, it! Good old shit British chips. That's what I want. None of this foreign muck. I'm, I'm big friends with I am big state of me. I ain't big friends with him. I really like him. We've tweeted a few times. I'm not big friends with him at all. I wish I was. Andy Bush from Absolute Radio. Yes. Uh, and uh, he is spending this week on a wimpy pilgrimage. Ooh. He's visiting all the wimpies in the region that he lives in. And he's and he's just and he's because he hasn't been to a wimpy, but there's quite a few near where he lives down south. And uh, he's going to one every day this week. There are none in the northeast. Before I moved up here, that was the first thing I checked. The <laughs> I near, like... There is one near to us. Ooh. The nearest one to us is in Huddersfield. Mm. There's a wimpy in Huddersfield. And there's a wimpy in Sheffield, mm. I do believe. Sheffield? I think there's one in Sheffield. Definitely one in Huddersfield, though. I keep seeing it. And I and, and Alex's family live in Huddersfield. <laughs> or live outside Huddersfield. And I just think every I just want to make some time one day. I just want to go. When my mate got married <laughs> in Southampton... We stayed in a place up the road, and the name falls out of my head. But we were we stayed in this little in this uh, this little quaint little townhouse hotel thing, and opposite us was a wimpy. Ooh. So excited! Went there for breakfast the day after the wedding. I won't lie, I thought the wimpy the day after the wedding was the best part of the weekend. Of course it was. I won't say that though, Sam. In case you're listening, I was a big fan of the wedding. But you, <laughs> Sam, you know deep in your heart that. Wimpy conquers love, <laughs> conquers knows. all. Yeah. I told him on the day. I said, I'm so happy to be here. There's a wimpy over the road from where we are. <laughs> Did I put it in the speech? I might have put it in the speech. <laughs> I, had about, I was I had about three bottles of wine down when I did the best man speech for Sam's wedding. I might have put it in the speech. <laughs> this is the speech that I famously started with. I'd like to start with a quote from Ghostbusters. Oh my God, there are so many ghosts. What will we do? I met Sam in 1991. <laughs> And that was how we went. See, I've been fusion. I've been best man at two weddings. Oh, and at the first one, the speech went down so well that I was banned from doing a speech in the second. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you say? Oh, what didn't I say? Oh my god, was it like? Oh, I remember when he got his winky out in front of the professor. I uh, I, I caused a family rift that has not healed <gasps> nearly ten oh years god. later. That's amazing. I'm, that's a stunning work. Yeah. So, like, have they spoke to you since or not? Oh, no, they, they have. It's the the, uh, the the mother of the bride and the bride haven't spoken oh since. Oh, my God. That's awful. That's the, that's the worst part. Well, they, they felt it was coming anyway, and they just used my speech as an excuse. I but, think, uh, I think you know what, if, you're, if your relationship is on such tenterhooks that... You that a line in a speech is what does it in, yeah. and it's probably not the speech. Yeah. It's it's there's a lot, you know. Nobody, no, you know, you know, you don't truly fall to pieces when like you <laughs> when, when when you burn your hand taking a taking toast out of the yeah. toaster. It's the things that led up to that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had most of my meltdowns have come out of nowhere, but then I realize actually they've been bubbling away for a while. <laughs> when I when I when I burn tea or something, it's just like that's when I get when I, when I'm trying to cook tea and I get tea wrong. If I'm not very up, up here on the level, that's when it all comes out. I'll mm. be just like I'm just a ruined I don't know why with me like, <laughs> I don't know why you bother it's just that it's just weird how that happened and I think that was like yeah. that was the tipping point was the other speech better like did you cause less damage with I, the other I, speech I wasn't I wasn't allowed to do another speech you weren't allowed to do another one I was just ever. there to sign and be the witness and it was like no speeches and I was like that's fine <laughs> no talking ever yeah. uh, anyway um, Helmsy heads to the ring <laughs> yeah there was a match yeah, yeah so, oh, we, oh mate we, we're getting to the match in a second but it's what we see as future COO of WWE, Hunter Hearst Helmsley makes his way to the ring. That is the real, the real talking point of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> as Helmsley heads to the ring, these are my notes, we have something that has aged very badly. Mm. And it wasn't that good to begin with. <laughs> WWF are running a poll with its fans to determine... If O.J. Simpson is guilty of murder, you text in to say, is he guilty or not guilty? But don't worry, in case you're thinking, that's a bit morally bankrupt. All the proceeds from this phone-in will benefit the National Exchange Club Foundation for the prevention of child abuse. I've then put in big letters, Christ, this is bad. 
from the Observer. Yay! You found something I did. Go. <laughs> On Raw, they ran a poll about OJ's guilt or innocence, promising the proceeds to abuse children's foundations, which ended up as a major embarrassment. And WWF was hastily sending out apology letters to people from those foundations, who apparently they never contacted in advance and were embarrassed to be getting money from a poll related to a double murder case, <laughs> saying the idea came up last minute. And WWF admitted in their haste they made a major mistake and took much heat for it. Christ. I've got written here, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yes, as well in big letters. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ in big letters there. Star. This is bad. Oh. Like... Here's the thing. Someone had that idea, Vince. Yeah. So, <laughs> Vince had that idea. A group of people went, yeah, great. Somebody else set up the phone line. Somebody else designed the graphic. Mm. And Kevin Dunn okayed it all. And it's like, this is... I get, I get, I get that Vince is desperate to make Monday Night Raw part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. I get it. This is his big thing. But come on, why not just read a funny story out of the paper like normal? Is OJ guilty or not guilty? Text in. All the proceeds go to a charity to help kids that get beaten up. We haven't told them, but they're getting it. <laughs> Christ. The only good thing is this kind of sets up the foundation for one of mine and one of Effie's favorite matches it ever. It certainly does. It certainly does. Effie was on the podcast feed commentating for this match with me. We'll get to it in the next. We'll get to it soon. A few months' time. Anyway, Barry versus Hunter. <laughs> yeah. um, Helmsley dominates Barry with an arm bar, some stomps, lovely vertical suplex. Mm -hmm. Harry. Harry? Horowitz fights <laughs> Harry. Harry fights back. Uses, uses a Patronus. Uh, Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Mr. Horowitz. <laughs> John, <laughs> Barry Potter. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> Barry Potter and the pat on the back of doom. <laughs> You're a wizard, Barry. Oh. <laughs> what? You're a wizard, Barry. <laughs> Barry Potter. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna get you, Barry Potter! Put this wand right up your bum bum! Barry, my dear boy, Barry! <laughs> Join me on my side, Barry! Join me, Barry! Barry, you must make me drink all this water in this fountain! <laughs> did you put your name on the corner of the fire? <laughs> Barry, did you put your. Barry, did you put your name on Monday Night Raw? I've <laughs> <laughs> Did you put your name on Monday Night Raw, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Barry? Anyway, so Barry Potter facing Honduras. <laughs> He's Barry Potter from now on. Against Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> no one pushes like Gaston. <laughs> no one like Gaston. <laughs> With his golden shovel, no one buries like Gaston. <laughs> Adam calls height, I am good at exaggerating. <laughs> People are gonna think this shit's written down. It's fucking not. We're just, we're just on one today. Um, oh. Barry Potter, okay, right. So Lawler makes jokes about the OJ Simpson trial. Of course he does. Because he's freaking Jerry Lawler. 90 seconds later, Vince McMahon is talking about the Pope visiting oh. America. 90 seconds later. Not only is he visiting America, Vince McMahon has invited him to MSG. <laughs> With OJ Simpson. Vince is like, please let us be pop culture. <laughs> uh, Barry fires back. Barry gets a near fall off uh, a Fez press and an abdominal stretch pin. Uh, before Helmsley counters a back body drop into a pedigree for the win. It was yeah. a fun match. I forgot a little line here in which uh, Horowitz uh, pulls Helmsley into a sunset flip as Vince yells, get him over, which Vince will be yelling to Rock, <laughs> Mankind and Steve Austin in 1999. 
so fun match, little match between Barry and uh, yeah, Barry and Trips. Did you enjoy Barry uh, and Trips? Uh, my, my closing thoughts that I've got written down are just not bad. King and Vince can fuck off. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, didn't mind this at all. You know. But Barry looked all right. It's Barry Horowitz, and obviously, Barry, do you know what? Like, you could do worse. I know we laugh about Barry, Potter, yeah, but like, you could do worse. He's all right. Barry Horowitz is more fondly remembered than some champions from this time. Really? So, is. yeah, and Helmsley looked great. That that delayed vertical suplex was lovely, and it was a crisp pedigree. You know, it, it did its job. It's a good match. Could you imagine Monday Night Raw if, like, there was a heel WWF champion and it was built around, like, one week Barry Horowitz getting a shot? <laughs> we just watched the SmackDown last week of... Um, it was a SmackDown. It was Kurt Angle giving a WWF championship match to Bubba Ray Dudley. Ooh. I know! And I remember that first time round. I was like, that's a, that's so exciting. Yeah. Like, Bubba getting a title match, you know? And I like it when obscure people get random title matches. Like, I don't think it does the champ any harm. You know, like when Triple H faced Takamichi Oku on Raw in 2000. Didn't he once... We've fa- got that in a few years. Didn't he once face Perry Saturn on Sunday Night Heat as well? Oh, I don't know. I know he faced Maven on Sunday Night Heat. Ooh. There's some... But do you know what? As, you know, Triple H, we've got the the, uh, the reign of terror to come in many years' time. Oh, yeah. But um, but in 2000, like, when he, he put the belt on the line against Taka, I remember watching that Raw and... You know what? Fair play to him. They suspended my disbelief. There was a couple of moments in that match where I went, holy shit, they're going to put the belt on Taka. Yeah. Well, Mad, it was, isn't it? it? It was around that Light time. Light wrestling does that. It's especially with hindsight. Triple H was the IWC darling at the time. The internet mm. loved him. And then a couple of years later, they were just like, oh, fuck this prick. You either die a hero or live long enough to become Triple H in 2003. <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So the come on Raw, we then get the Melrose Place stuff. Footage mm. of Brett versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yes. They're not hiding the fact they're not live, but and they're doubling down on it. Yeah. Which is, ah, I think it's fine. They show, the bit they show from the match is Bret Hart power slamming um, Lafitte into the steps. I believe. I think it is, yeah. It's quite an aggressive yeah, 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 scene yeah. Yeah, yeah. from Brett for this one. Yeah. <clears throat> Up next, tag team action. It's Al Brown and Sonny Rogers. Remember them? Nah. 
versus PG-13. Mm. Now, I this is sort of my my uh, my my lacked my lapsed time as a fan, and I knew PG thirteen, you know, JC Ice and Wolfie D, and sort of the rappers for the Nation of Domination coming live and in color. Don't diss the man, or we'll bum rush your mother. Um, <laughs> but I forgot that they, you know, they were for a brief time in a little dalliance in the tag division. Yeah, but I was lapsed as well, and before. Before starting this job and having to look, you know, at the weird and wonderful world of wrestling, I just always thought they were uh, Nation of Domination's hype man. Because I remember them taking some vicious uh, doomsday devices at the hands of the Legion of Doom. Mm. But aside from that, yeah, I, I never knew they were. Do you want a few little just... factoids about PG-13? Give me some factoids. So, uh, USWA in the early 1990s, Jamie Dundee turned on his father, the legendary Bill Dundee. Mm became rapper J.C. Ice, kind of doing the opposite to what WWE does and taking a completely made-up name and dismissing his history <laughs> after acknowledging it. Dundee formed a tag team as PG-13 with Kelly Wolf, now known as Wolfie D. They dominated the USWA tag division. 16 times they were USWA tag champs. I believe they were USWA tag champs on this show. They were, yes. Um, they beat the likes of Brian Christopher and Jeff Jarrett for their first run, and then the Eliminators, Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich, the Rock and Roll Express, a sort of makeshift team of Road Dog and Tracy Smothers. Like, they've beat oh, some people. Yeah. They lost uh, They they lost a match uh, at one point, and they were obliged to leave the USWA, and they returned under the masks of the Cyberpunks, <laughs> to which they became champs again and went, Aha! us all along. They've worked a few dark matches and impressed the right people to give them a TV match and even had them calling out the smoking guns in a picture-in-picture picture as they're heading to the ring, which is a real sign of, like... That's a, that's a great... like. If, if it was just a match, that's still fine. Yeah. To acknowledge them as tag champs in another company, that's cool. To have them picture-in-picture picture calling out the smoking guns, that's pretty cool. I did like that Wolfie D in his... <clears throat> Southern draw was like, we're from the hood. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, mate, bloody hell. Uh, do you know what would become of Wolfie D after his run in PG-13? Hit me. Uh, he would become Slash in the Disciples of Sin in OVW mm. and then the New Church in TNA. Oh. I know you're a bit of a TNA boy. Yeah. And if you remember the New Church, yeah. uh, he was Slash. Oh, God. Had a complete remake, revamp. Completely looks like a different bloke. Yeah. Same guy. It's it's, uh, it's Wolfie D. I'm Googling that when we get back. Google it. I was shocked when I saw it. Um, this is a showcase match for PG-13. They kind of semi-botch a heart attack. I'm being really pernickety there because like they come because um, Ice and D, that like, comes in a little bit, yeah. a little bit behind on that. Uh, Al Brown gets a little flurry off a hot tag, shut down pretty much immediately with Wolfie hitting a top rope bulldog behind the ref's bag. Mm. Back. Not his bag. They land a double dog, which is still a moving 2K games today. Uh, and they double team tilt a whirl for the win. Yeah. Short, sharp affair. Getting over PG-13, getting over a new tag team. I just put, eh, dark match <clears throat> material, but um, it was okay. I, I think it was very dark match material, but I think that they were just keen just to see how a television audience vibed yeah. with, with these two, with PG-13. The, the only other tidbits I've got is... Um, I was looking for information on Sonny Rogers and Al Brown. Mm -hmm. There was nothing on Al Brown, although I did love Vince's call of, they can't put Al Brown down. Which is a, <laughs> you can tell he did a Horowitz and pat himself on the back. <laughs> I feel like they would have given Al Brown a push just based on that line yeah. alone. But uh, Sonny Rogers, who did Sonny Rogers train? Ooh, go on. Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce. No way. Apparently so. Sonny Rogers trained Adam Pierce. Yeah, Scrap Daddy himself. I got very excited when I thought Scrap Daddy was going to get a run out at the Rumble. Yeah. <clears throat> Back in, was it, it was this year, wasn't it? Where um, they signed, they had it, like the graphic made everything, Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble 2021. <laughs> and like everybody's like, Indy Boncon is going mental. Like, yeah. why is Adam, why is this going on? And then he got out of it and they replaced him with Kevin Owens. Part of me was like, oh. Like to have seen Adam Pierce. Was it for one more match? Five time NWA World Heavyweight yeah. Champion Adam Pierce. Yeah, ROH star. Yeah. Him and Roman. That'd have been fun, but I guess he's he's a bit older now. He's not that bothered. Yeah. <clears throat> we get a recap of the OJ Simpson voting. <laughs> it's censored out on the network, which is just as well. <laughs> Stop us from ringing in, I guess. 
Uh, they announced next week we've got a banger of a main event. Shawn Michaels, Diesel and The Undertaker versus Yokozuna, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Nice. That's an amazing main event. Yeah. Big boys, that is. Uh, we come to our main event of the evening, though, <clears throat> which is uh, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte. It's a rematch from the pay-per-view. Uh, Vince reminds us of Wembley Stadium, the night that Bulldog beat him at SummerSlam. Yeah, this was weird. I, I thought the same as you, sir. I thought this was an odd callback, and then I realized the method behind the madness. It's just clicked on me as well, mm. if we're on the same page. So Bulldog uh, is getting a title shot yeah. at uh, In Your House 4. So they're kind of floating the idea that, hey, if Bulldog wins the title, because Bret Hart is facing the winner of the title match at Survivor Series. Yeah. They've already announced that. So they're going, hey, we could get Bulldog Bret for the WWF title. Ooh. I, that's what they do. And also, any excuse to, to hoist some clips up of Wembley. Because <laughs> the company looks very impressive. I'm fucked. I'm fucked, Brett. <laughs> I have to use this juncture to um, talk about something that came up on the SmackDown review again. I think I mentioned it in the office. I th yeah, you would, you definitely hear we mentioned it. How um, on the SmackDown review this week, um, Davey Boy Smith's fallen out with the Hart family, big style, <laughs> in real life, <laughs> IRL. David Boy Smith has said to uh, the, the Sentinel, the newspaper in Canada, that the 20 years he spent in the Hart family were the worst 20 years he's ever had, to which Bret Hart rebutted in the Calgary Sun. If it wasn't for the Hart family, Bulldog would still be in the Wigan mines. Hear that, Aiden? <laughs> That's why Bret Hart is the best ever. <laughs> he pulled him out of the mines. <laughs> it's like a canary, isn't he, Bret? I just like the idea of, like, the bulldog being in the Wigan mines. Bret Hart going, come be a wrestler, hey. What are they mining for? Bread rolls and chips. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Ken Dodd's Diddy Men in the, in the jam butty mines. <laughs> John! <laughs> John! Bulldog in the jam butty mines. Bulldog in the jam mines with the Diddy Men. Please do. Tag The Undertaker in it. <laughs> My mission's always... To, I want John and The Undertaker to be friends. So I always encourage John, if he does like something for wrestling, just tag The Undertaker in it without any context. Yeah. I just just sit in the on the occasion, like, say Undertaker's there in Saudi Arabia, just sort of scrolling through his phone. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Who's John Eilie? He'll be, he'll be my best friend from now on. That's the dream. That is the dream. Uh, so we have our main event. It's Brett Hart and Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Lafitte has Brett's number until Brett dodges a corner splash and Lafitte goes crashing to the outside. Mm. Brett shows aggression by slamming Pierre into the steel steps. And it's not aggression, it's determination. It is. Based on the Jackkins scale. Uh, Pierre <laughs> is on the comeback after launching Brett into the ropes slingshot style. It looked nice, that did. Yeah. Jerry's delighted uh, where, uh, when Pierre is in charge, standing up and applauding him on occasion. Why are we getting Brett and Lawler teased again? It's the few it that will never die. It'll never die. We just keep getting these two over and over like a monkey with a miniature symbol. There's <laughs> a repetition really was in you. Um, beautiful splash by Lafitte slows it all down. Pierre's in charge, keeping it slow. Brett counters a cannonball with a gouge of superplex to turn the tide, mm -hmm. locking in a sharpshooter for the tap out win. This was, uh, I don't think this was as good as their pay per view match, no. but I thought it was fine. Yeah. Pacey little telly it's, match. It's, it's Bret Hart, isn't it? Bret Hart, yeah, big, yeah. yeah, we're a fan of the Bret Hart, aren't we? Of course we are. <laughs> Uh, Post-match, Brett and Lawler get into another slagging match. This ends up with Jerry taking his top off, <laughs> challenging Brett to a fight like he's outside a pub at 11pm. <laughs> Brett, you bastard, I'll fight you! <laughs> I'll fight you! That's what he looked like. <laughs> Lawler just became that guy outside the gun. Grandmaster <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Sexy Lad, hold me back. Fucking get it, Brett! <laughs> I like how he's calling his son Grandmaster Sexy. <laughs> Bit weird you calling me that, Dad. <laughs> One, it's not been invented yet, and two, you couldn't call your son sexy. Be weird for you to call underage people. Anyway, oh. uh, Jerry Lawler, delighted <laughs> by the arrival of Isaac Yankum DDS. Yeah. DDS hits a DDS, not a DDT. Nope. That's called a DDS. Uh, hits it on the floor to Brett and then leaves. During the break, Gorilla Monsoon apparently calls. 
and books a steel cage match between Yankum and Hart for a few weeks' time. They advertise a steel cage match between Yankum and Bret Hart. Now, your brain would immediately know what a steel cage match is. Yes. It's not what we get, which we'll see in years, in weeks to come. Um... Bill Watts, according to The Observer, is very much pushing for Brett to become the WWF champion in November. So yeah. I feel like, as you said at the very beginning, that there's a big push to get behind yeah. Brett here. But say enough, though, as soon as Yankum hit the DDS on the mats, the crowd were chanting for Diesel. And I bet mm. Brett was furious. <laughs> Vince delighted. Like, it's yeah. taken this long. <laughs> we need some diesel power here to help the hitman. That sounds of Richard Nixon, then. <laughs> but, yeah. So we nearly got diesel versus Isaac Yankum. I think I said we nearly got diesel versus Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you, diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. You're not over. Um, hey, well, there would nearly been Diesel versus Diesel. Oh. In years to come. Uh, finally, we get promos from Camp Cornette, Michaels, Diesel, and Undertaker, head of the six-man tag next week. Undertaker says, you think next week is going to be a party? We'll be the vultures scraping the carcasses. What fucking parties do you go to, mate? I want an invite. <laughs> if there's going to be carrying and... Viscera, not carrying cross and viscera. That'd be a shit party. <laughs> That'd be the best. Pa- John, <laughs> a party with Undertaker, carrying cross and viscera and cake and I, balloons. I was going to go, you know, more down there. Oh, you know, like ooh, sa- saucy goth women, cannibalism. You know, now carrying cross <laughs> in his in his weird gladiator Car- get up, carrying cross and Paul Bearer playing past the parcel just between the two of them. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. Oh, thank you. What's the prize? An underwhelming push on Raw. <laughs> oh, thanks. You didn't really didn't have to. Uh, the last thing we see, just so we get some some a fine conclusion to Monday Night Raw, is the poll. The results of the poll. Christ. Is OJ Simpson guilty? Well, 49% say he is, and 51% say he isn't. Ghouls. Christ. Ghouls. So therefore, if we're judging it by, by uh, recent standards, it's an overwhelming victory for not guilty. <laughs> no need for a recount. The people have spoken. He's not guilty. And as WWF Raw went off the air, Jerry Lawler said, Go Juice! Fuck off, Jerry Lawler. Oh my God. Mate. Come on. Why is Jerry Lawler so keen to get OJ Simpson off the <laughs> out of trouble? I don't know. It's almost like Lawler himself has had some kind of legal implications mm-hmm. for <laughs> What did we make of Raw? Um, I've got written here, everything was crap until Bret Hart. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's the fact that last week was so good when we had the tag title switch, we had uh Skip versus Ginetti. And this week, like, th- that bizarre opener, which I really didn't like, and then you had, you know, Triple H versus Horowitz, which was fine. You had PG-13, which was fine. And just all the OJ Simpson stuff, it was... I think the OJ stuff left a bit of a sour taste in my face for most of the night. I mean, like, seeing BG-13 in there <laughs> is like... It gives me a little bit of hope because I feel like WWE are trying to find some new talent. And yeah. I think through all this... On the whole, I think WWF have been more keen to scout new blood. Mm. It seems like they're not gonna. They're gonna. We're not gonna see them. We're gonna see them go to some retreads in time. Yeah, but they will try some new things, and yeah. they will. Try, and, and they'll do it in a very WWF way. Will it land? Well, <laughs> we will continue to find out week by week on the Cult Alley Classic Raw review. Uh, what have you got? Have you got any nice articles going up on the website in the next few weeks to come? Um, Are you working on any massive projects? I'm working on a yeah the the the, the big project that I was talking about the other week. It's, it still rolls on. Is it bigger than ever? I'm excited. It's not bigger than ever. I had a look. It is about a third the size of the WrestleMania list. <gasps> so it's still going to be a couple of hours once it's all done. That's exciting. But it's uh, it's. I'm in the middle bit. I was saying to the lads yesterday, when here's a little peek behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Um, when doing the ranked lists, it's... A lot of this is because there's people on YouTube saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's it's still opinion at the end of the yeah. day. But with the, the ranked lists, it's say if you're doing a list of a <clears> hundred 
of whatever. The shittest 10 to 20 are easy to write about. The best 10 to 20 are easy to write about. The middle is a bastard. Because you're just like, it's much of a muchness. How do you put them there against that? Against So I'm in this current piece I'm doing, I'm in that middle fudge. And it's just a bit... And it's just sort of determining the difference between three very middle-of-the-road people. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. That's the fun. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> well, we can't find out what that is, but when we do, you'll know as well. Uh, and until we are next together to go back to the mid-90s, he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Barry Potter, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> oh, is that? I <laughs> was Snape meeting Barry Potter. <laughs> we have a celebrity in our midst, <laughs> Barry Harold. <laughs> For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.